Hello and welcome to episode 11 of A Beer with Sam and Peter. I'm yep. still Sam, he's still Peter, and it's it's like, it's a new thing. We're, we did 10 episodes, those were tight, we're already going off the rails with this one. <laughs> we're rock stars The reason now. why we're going off the rails with this one is because it's, again, not A Beer with Sam and Peter, we're having coffees, because it's early in the morning it's and a, it's a coffee with the I, am, I am under the weather. Slightly. I have the flu. Yeah, you can hear it in been, his voice. You can, you can hear, hear it in, 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 in my voice. Yeah. I'm not wearing shorts because it's kind of we're getting past that point in the, yeah. in the seasons. For regular, for non-regular <laughs> listeners, no, he is wearing pants. That's not what Peter means. Sam, you're ruining the illusion. <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants <laughs> We have, up at first 10 episodes, which is entirely <laughs> naked, apart from when we called it out. Maybe we should, uh, maybe that's what we should do. We should just do a pantsless podcast. <laughs> Somehow, if I was listening to that, I would still feel... Awkward. Awkward, or just some sort of invasion of privacy has happened. <laughs> just listening to naked people, you know? It, I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. I'd feel wronged. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel wrong just about every time I'm, I'm here. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm so sad, you feel this way. Yeah, I don't know. All right. What's going on, Sam? What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, I think... We're not drinking beers. We're drinking coffee. We're drinking coffee. It's all over the place. We've hit that sort of like honeymoon phase. That's, that's gone. You know, we're like, we're working hard. We're drinking beers. We've got 10 episodes. We're going to spectacular out of the way. Now, <laughs> now it's just like going downhill. We're like, we're like the actor, you know, like gets his big break movie. And they just can't they, follow it up. Just Robert Downey Jr.'s it and just like, we'll go <laughs> descend into drinking and stuff. <laughs> When will, when will our triumphant return be? Yeah, as, as Iron Man, about 30 episodes later. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, let's get, anyway, get into it. So, how, how you going, Sam? How's life? You, you, you're traveling, traveling, <laughs> traveling well? I'm traveling pretty well, yeah. I've been, been continuously hammered by uni assignments. Yep. But I've sort of learned to live with the deadline. I think that's what adulthood is really all about. Is realizing like you know when you're a kid, um, you're searching for your, your goal is to remove all the deadlines. You know, like I've got these three things to do. Once I've done all those three things, once I've done my homework, then I can play games, right? Yeah, I've done my homework. Now I can guilt-free play games. When you're an adult, there is no such thing as guilt-free <laughs> playing. Video there's games. always something else there's, you could be doing. There's always something else. Yep. And I think the trick is to not constantly try and get that number to zero. But just... Just kind of... Live with it. Just, yeah. Just make sure the number's not getting any higher than maybe like five or ten. Yeah. And just like take time out because you're never going to fully get this done. This is this is it. Just yeah. Gonna you're going. always going to be under the gun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit the same way. I've been sick all this week, which has been absolutely no fun whatsoever. And it really so I'm, I'm going to be under the gun until the semester's over, I think. It's going to be shit. And when you get sick, you, you get pretty sick. Yeah. I've only got the flu, but I've been, like, knocked out all week. Which And you can probably still hear a bit of it in my, in my voice. I'm still a bit blocked up in my sinuses and stuff. But anyway. I, I had a mate who, um, who's my best friend, and he constantly took days off school. Yeah. Because, like, every time he had a head cold, head cold was the go-to. He would just be like... And his mum was just super... I guess his mum was, like, super... Uh, no, I don't know. She, she never Sympa- seemed sympa- like a super concerned lady, but like I don't know, sympathetic or uh, yeah. So anytime he had like a, a sniffle or anything like that, he just stayed home. 
That was, that was the day. And I remember like going to my mom. <laughs> mom, I got a head cold. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> See you at the end of the school day, I guess. Yeah, my mom, my mom would let me take days off school when I was yeah sick. Like if I was really sick. She would, but she would always make me feel guilty about it. You know, the proper amount. Yeah. I think like, that's all right. That's good parenting. <laughs> the proper amount of guilt to assign. You know, okay, Sam, fine, fine. You can if you feel you, you need to. Yeah. That's always the worst. If you feel like, you need to, if you feel you need to, yeah. Because then, then all the onus is on you. It kills it's you. not like oh, mum said I'm sick, so I am actually sick enough to not be here. Yeah, but if exactly. it's your own decision, exactly. you always feel guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> it was always like those those times that uh, when you just stay home where you just saw a different side of life. Mm. You know, like uh, you were never home during the middle of the day. You never like experiencing like shitty midday television. People you didn't see usually come out of their homes. I, I like that. Yeah. But, yeah. I had that similar feeling this, this week. Uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit. But I went and saw The Jungle Book after our last, you know, special episode where right. we had, had Matt Chris Crystal. talked about it. Yep. And he recommended it. And I came in and I was the only one in the cinema. Like I checked my watch and I realized, no, no, no. The movie is like about to start. And there's just, no one there. No one. It's really eerie. Oh, that must be so nice. Yeah. Because you could like heckle the shit out of the screen. and <laughs> I didn't do any of the stuff. Cause a general you know, ruckus. I should have run up and down the aisles. You should have sat in a different seat every 10 minutes. <laughs> just to experience. I could gauge which seat is the best. Yeah. Yeah. You can like fully scope out that cinema then well the thing is i i, I mean i i clearly select the best seat so i selected the best seat <laughs> there's no need to you're perfect from the start yeah. so there's no need to revise that exactly that that that's gonna of be course. my my game of thrones house house sam <laughs> words we're perfect from the start <laughs> uh, yep have you watched the latest game of thrones i have not you have not oh no. okay have you been spoiled for it? No. 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 I Very like, uh, no. there is so much. There's some big spoilers, spoilers all over happening. Facebook, all over the internet. It's gotten kind of bad because it is so mainstream that they just, everybody watches it. So everybody just spoils the shit out of it. You don't want, you, I, I'm actually really surprised that you haven't had no one's tell me stuff what's spoiled. No, no, no. Because it's a reasonably big episode. What is it up to? Episode three? Episode two. Episode two. See, I don't even know that. Yeah. I've just been, like, I've been doing assignments, and then when I when I have spare time, it's not something that I rush to first. Yeah. To watch Game of Thrones. I think we talked about this a lot, but I just, you know, I sort of, like, You just can't, you can't, like, the, the sort of sheen of Game of Thrones has sort of been taken off a little bit for you. Yeah, definitely for me. Yeah. Whereas I will definitely, soon, as soon as it comes out. I'll yeah, I'll get around. Right on that. I'll get around to 100% legally watching them at some stage. But I, you know, <laughs> Alright. Okay, movies. So, homework movie. Yeah. So, uh, in... American Beauty. American Beauty. In line with talking about uh, how to deal with adulthood. uh, Oh, yeah. Talking about American Beauty. So, we've all done our homework, right? We've all seen American Beauty. It's on Netflix. If you haven't haven't seen it, it's a pretty big movie in terms of, like, pop culture. It's, you know... it's Not only in terms of pop culture, in terms of academia and, like, examination of film as an art form like this movie yeah. is like the let's sit down and analyze and we're gonna this have, movie. We're gonna have like, our terrible way with it yeah i think we've definitely i wouldn't say we've bitten off more than we we can chew but like Peter, it's a big one that many 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 people have analyzed before 
Yeah. So that makes it kind of intimidating to talk about in my mind. I, I feel good. I feel good about it. We're, we're, we've just hit episode 10, you know? We're, yeah. we're, 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 we're established. Robert Downey, we're Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> you might need to explain how we're Robert Downey Jr., Sam. Uh, we're Robert Downey Jr. in the sense that we we're, we're, we're in the early stage, early stage Robert Downey Jr. is where we are. We're, yeah, so we're, we've, we're, we're really successful and we're about to fuck it all up. <laughs> but it's okay because we come back ages later as Iron Man and rebrand ourselves. As Iron Man. As Iron Man. So watch out for that. <laughs> Stay tuned. Episode yeah. 30, Iron so, Man. American Beauty, I really wanted to rewatch this because... I, actually, I really want to watch this... Again, when I'm 40. I will never remember, but that's what I'd really like to do. Well, that's what this podcast is for, so we can yeah. remember well, I stuff on, we did I plan in our on 20s. doing this podcast until we're 40 years old. <laughs> well, I'll be doing... <laughs> that's a big commitment. Yeah. Uh... yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I want to watch it 40 years from now because I want to see whether it still got better for me. So what, the, the first time I watched this movie was a long time ago. Um, when I was probably too young to watch the movie, I think mm. it was on TV and my memories of it are like muddled, but they're all quite like disturbed. Like I, I, I didn't enjoy the film. It made me uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable movie. I, yeah. And I didn't understand it. Um, so the, like the whole, uh, homophobic neo-Nazi guy and like that whole thing. And I just, it just, it just didn't click for me and, and it felt like a bad ending. You know, like I, I the, when I watched first watched the movie, the movie ended, and I felt really bad. And this time around, I watched the movie with a different kind of perspective, and I was quite happy. Like, I thought it was a pretty incredible ending. I don't know. I just remember, I, I just remember like... as a kid, you just had this thing of like, you're conditioned to think because in in like in like simpler movies, like kids' movies and stuff, yeah. a character story does begin at the start of the movie. Like, they may as well... They, it seems like they've been doing shit all with their life. Yeah. Right, until the movie starts. Yeah. And when it ends, that's meant to be how their life ends. And if you watch it now, you, you take a sort of a larger perspective on things, you know? Um, and you see these characters as, like, whole lives, what I like to do. And you're just seeing... You're just seeing Kevin Spacey's life... Just a snapshot of yeah, his life. At the end of it. And you know what? Character, in characters in these, in these kids' movies, their lives end when the show ends right in this one you think about like humans all those characters lives are going to end the same way our lives are going to end you know death's going to be in there somewhere mm. and so when i saw kevin spacey like when you know kevin spacey spoils the movie obviously but it's homework uh when he dies it's not it doesn't seem to me like it's some sort of like failure for him or like a bad ending for yeah him. i think i think the reason why watching this as a kid you probably wouldn't get it all that much is like it's a very it's not amazingly complicated but there's a lot of themes at play and it's not just about the story it's about like Mm. the imagery and what the sort of message of the film is and the themes that it deals with and that kind of thing where it rather than just a straightforward like hero's journey type thing yeah like it it has that sort of element with kevin spacey as the main character his sort of journey his- from, like, beaten down house husband to more confident. Just being relaxed and open and, yeah. and whatever. Which is really good, I think. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, an, it's a pr- reasonably complicated movie. Yeah, I, I, and I thought... And I think a lot of the characters are characters that you... 
you don't know until you're a bit older. Yes, that definitely. Not, that you're not aware of. Like yeah. the the mum, for instance, who I just straight up disliked well, the first time I watched it as a kid. You know mm. what I mean? Like I, there was no reason. But when you watch it now, I mean, she's a very she's representative of like a very common like condition con, like it, condition it's, of it's your all, life where she's like, like you know when it, she's it crying, is, she's trying to sell a house, she's just trying to do something keep it together. Yeah, and she's keep it together, and she's being all she wants to do really is just sort of. Not worry about anyone else and sleep with that other uh, uh, real estate. I don't, I don't think she wants to not worry about anybody else because. Well, I think I it, think she really. The whole movie I think is she'd like really a like satire it. of suburban middle yeah. America, and I think and suburban middle America parent, especially mum. Yeah, would love it. You know, it's like the extension of that idea of a day at the spa when you when you just like forget about all of that stuff. I mean. It's um, something that I don't know much about yet, but you know the no. whole idea of having kids and responsibilities is both terrible and, and great. You know, and I think it's easy to get like the big one of the big parts of the movie is like it's easy to get stuck in a monotonous cycle in life, especially yeah. once you pass all the big milestones. Big big milestones. It's like now there's nothing until you're retired. It's like, you know, it's, it's been, like it's like the typical things of like marriage. Kids, house, secure job. Yeah. And then that's... And then and you then, just and then to continue And, like and then forever. continue on until you die. Yeah, exactly. Which is fucking depressing. And you can just get stuck in this thing of not even... You're not even doing what you want anymore. No. It's like... It's like you've done what you were supposed to do, what society has de- deemed yeah. as like, this is what your goal in life should be yeah. for your position. Like as a middle class working family this is what your life should be yeah and I, and I totally understood her this time around I didn't feel I didn't feel um like annoyed by her at all this time um feel annoyed by her I felt I annoyed know. by her in the sense that she like was clinging to the whole like idea of what you're meant to do for a lot of the movie I wish she had just I, I wanted her to just relax a little bit like yeah I didn't like her character but I don't think she's meant to be a sympathetic likable character yeah, I think I think a big message for me is like I'm a big, um, I'm a big supporter of the idea of like what Kevin Spacey does. Like, uh, I, I'm I'm not saying I've never lied before. I've pro- I've done it often actually, but never I've never lied to spare someone's feelings or or lied about how I thought about something. You know. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it gets me into trouble and I know sometimes when we go out, people are like, oh, it's Sam, you just offended someone. Like, uh, but I would just. I think it's a good thing, big thing to be said for just saying what you're thinking. Being outspoken and not just going with the flow. Yeah, and a lot of, uh, a lot of great conversations. I, like I've had, I connected with people that I never thought I'd connected with when I've said something, just like honest and uh, traditionally taboo. Because you'll find if you start saying stuff like that, that a lot of people think that as well. They just don't talk about it. Don't talk about it either. You know. Like, in the end of this movie, I, I like it how all the characters are starting to do a little bit more of what they want to do. Yeah. And they all become closer as a result. Like, you'd think it would be the thing that would separate all of them. But... How do you mean they all become closer? I think they, I think they all, like, learn a bit more about what's happening in their, in their worlds. Like, Kevin Spacey... Um, Kevin Spacey... And, his, his is the biggest, most obvious transformation. Well, yeah. Well, Kevin Spacey and... His daughter's friend, 
I really like how like they end up they end up like those two being the ones who like can like have that comforting moment with each other. You know when he, where she she's yeah. the only one who asks him how he's going. Yeah, and it's just this great like fall away of like pretense where she's just like actually um I just act this way I'm actually a virgin. And yeah, yeah. I thought that was I, mean, I don't know I thought it was really good. So I, I was I I felt left the movie this time with a really positive note. I was like usually people are okay, except for neo Nazis. They're 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 not. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I think even uh, the military guy, dad guy. I think even he was a somewhat interesting character as well. He was interesting. I mean, all of them are. are <coughs> it's interesting how, like, when you do this movie about suburbia and stuff, none of the characters are hugely original. But it's really, That's true. It's really important. Yeah, that, definitely. Like, and his character, I would yeah. think, is. He's a very somewhat unoriginal. He's a very typical sort of like you know that thing where like you get like those like angry homophobes. Met a lot of them some like sometimes are reacting to the Own, fact like, that they like men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and they're like they just push back against that. Mm. That's their pushback. He's like a military colonel, like exactly. It's especially at he, that time. He has that weird moment where he, you think everything's okay, and he like hugs Kevin Spacey and no. You don't remember that scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah and then course. just goes back and shoots him. Yeah. Well, no, no, but it's like that he, he... So, it's not just that he, like, hugs him and thinks everything's okay. He gets rejected by Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah. And that's just kind of like the final straw. When he's finally... For, for, he's had all this rejection, like, from his from his son and then from yeah. Kevin Spacey. Who, who rejects him because Kevin Spacey just has no idea what's going on. Because <laughs> he's, maybe, not, he's maybe not that actually was, having sex with his son, you know? That was maybe a little contrived. That, the whole, like, miscommunication. That, yeah, that... I thought there was something important in that, because, like, Kevin Spacey's it, death really doesn't matter. How he dies, to me, like, really doesn't matter. It's just, like... It's a very impactful moment of the film, though. It's very impactful, but he could have died in, in any way. Or yeah. anybody could have shot him. Like, I wouldn't have Like, actually, actually... Mind I don't him. know, this is the second time you've seen it. This is the first time I'd seen it. Yeah. When he dies, oh, he who did, did you think shot you him? You didn't know who shot him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I definitely... The first time I definitely, I, like, the first time when the dad goes to confront him... You think I thought he was going to kill him then. But then he doesn't. And then it, like, it kind of very clearly broadcasts... Oh, the wife, she's got the gun. I'm not going to be a victim. And then, like, well, I thought so, it was going to be her that killed To me, him. it was so clearly not her because... Because, because it was so obvious. Yeah, I, I don't know. Little, I just... I didn't know. I was a little worried that it was going to be the kids. For yeah, like I, I didn't ever really suspect. Doing something crazy. Yeah. You know, like, getting needing money to run away or... You know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. But, uh, but no, I was pretty sure it was probably the, probably the dad. He was the one with all the guns. I don't get why the two girls are friends. <laughs> well, I don't think I ever got high school girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's a vicious uh, emotional jungle. <laughs> dog eat dog world. Yeah. I, I don't know why. High school's weird, man. High school's, high school's <laughs> weird. Uh, I feel very bad for girls who have to go through high school. It's clearly just bad a for anybody crazy, ego sensitive. It's definitely, I think it's probably worse for girls. Yeah, it's definitely different. Maybe that's maybe that's our own like, yeah, thing. But like, 
No, I think Dude, I've known enough. Dudes are I just think I've less, known enough high school girls just to know how hard, yeah. in high school, just less complicated for the most part. You just, no matter who you are, you're just really, you're not very proud or confident of of who you are. Yeah, definitely. And <clears throat> it just makes you really self-conscious and easily easily hurt. You know, you obviously just try and fit in and stuff. So, I can understand why they're friends. Yeah, I suppose. And his daughter is so cooped up and just sort of like, she's got no one to talk to because her parents are both sort of just, just mad. And to just, her, as Kevin, as, as the movie progresses, even though Kevin Spacey is actually going through a really healthy progression, he's not really, he just looks mad to her. I just, you know? I just love his transformation. Uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It's like jogging and like this is some of the honest things. I love just, that just, where he's like, I just hey. love his honest, like his honesty. Yeah, he's like, hey man, what he's what like, we, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to? He's like telling, talking to like the like two guys about jogging, yeah. asking for tips, you know. And he's just like, and this is a, like this is why most most of us like any start up any of this sort of thing. Like it's like, well, do you want to be more flexible? Do you want to like uh, build strength? And he's like, I want to look good naked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, but also just like the way that he <laughs> extorts. A year's salary from the company. Yeah. The way that he starts to talk to people. Very Fight Club. Yeah. Kevin Spacey would have gone Fight Club, I think. No. There's sort of a similar thing going on there. Getting out of the drone mindset. Yeah. 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 No, I I really... There's a very very creepy, unsettling side to watching the movie as well, though. Yeah? Like... When I first, like, so this is the first time I've watched the whole thing through, but I have mm. previously watched, like, sort of the first 20 minutes to half an hour. Yeah. And I stopped watching because it was so unsettling. What What was bad for you? I don't know. It was just felt off and not what I wanted to be watching at that Could time. Could you pinpoint it for, like, a, like, a, like a, a different story? Was it, like, the... I think it was. was I think it was like. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was like. No, no, no. I think it was like the creepiness of the dad and like the high oh. school girl. Oh, the dad and the high school. That girl. that was what was off-putting to me. It's but there are so many other off-putting things. It's when I watched it this time. I wasn't off-put by it because in a way it's it's, it's incredibly, uh, it's incredibly sort of innocent. Kevin Spacey's thing because yeah, he's sitting there. And he's like imagining her naked, but everything he does is all, all is very sort of. Uh, a very sort of innocent, I think, where like he he's very he's not in control. It's not some sort of like pressuring, um, pressuring relationship that you imagine when you imagine like an old, like, like old, a really older man older. preying on this young girl. It's yeah. not like that. He's very much not in con- not in the position of power. Yeah, like, throughout that whole thing. Yeah, like she sort of like. Uh, every time she like does does she is like, like shows some, it shows something whatever like he's like really like self conscious about it like you know like he hears that she like she thinks he's muscly so he goes to like work out in the in the thing it's kind of all kind of weirdly sweet and like it's not it's it's not I don't know she, she is not really she's just like a catalyst I think yeah definitely it's it, he's not like fixating on her he's just fixating on the fact that like he wants to he's fixating on like the idea he wants to have a life. And like yeah. the idea of talking to she's like the beautiful spark. Women. She's like the spark that triggers his sort of emergence from the yeah. drudgery of his life. Yeah, and I yeah, and I, I did. I sort of did expect sort of the ending where if she was actually gonna 
sleep with him, he probably wouldn't do it. Like, he'd just feel yeah. weird about it. Yeah. I think it's good that he did feel... Yeah. That he, he didn't go all the He way. just sort of realises his... Like, just what it meant for him. Where he just wanted to be more... Just say what he what he was thinking. And... Yeah. But there, <clears throat> the whole movie is... Like, builds the tension so incredibly well. Well, you know. Because, yeah. like, it starts... It starts with... I know that he's dead. Yeah. And it starts with, like, the his daughter and the weird camera dude. Yeah, the weird camera guy, yep. Like, talking about killing him. Yeah. And so you have that from the get-go. Like, you know at the end, or you suspect at the end, he is probably going to die. Like, it says he's going to die, but well, it, it's always the kind of thing where it's like... Just, uh, I, I just... Uh, he Like, he doesn't actually die, he gets paralyzed, oh, yeah, or it's like... Or he dies, some Some sort of cop-out yeah. way of him... Like, like I, he got knocked out and I was dead for 10 seconds. Yeah. And kept, yeah. Like that kind of thing. Now I can see ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm in a terrible I can talk to animals. Movie. <laughs> Did you feel tension being built? Yes, definitely. Because there's like I all the... None. Well, it's just such a... It, it's such a like so, um, sort of slow paced movie, if you get yeah. what I mean. Like there are a lot of lingering shots that are like long lingering shots where mm. stuff doesn't happen and like the cinematography I think builds the tension really well and you have like the the guy with the camera filming them which is Weird. pretty off-putting until yeah. you kind of get to know that character a little bit more and like I found there's it. always just there's always just tension beneath all the interactions between all the characters like the camera guy and his and his dad and um, Kevin Spacey and his family, like that's so tense. Yeah. There is a lot of tension, like tension below the surface, just waiting to boil forth and I, I fall- feel that. Like, you know what I mean? I do. I, I don't feel tension building um, as like, you get closer to the end of the movie in terms of his death. I really, the way no, I, I think, I think, it's I think very, by like, the time that happens, the tension's been released. But it's, it's like, always it's always like building towards something big happening. It's a very like the way he intros it though. Like, I've seen a fair like I've seen a fair few movies where it's like, "Hi, I'm the narrator, and I am I am died." Yeah, you know, like this is how I died or whatever. And they're always pretty shit. You just like actually those movies, but the um, death is never satisfying. Yeah, whereas for this, I think it was really satisfying. I wasn't I wasn't even thinking about his death. Like the way he intros it, it's a very serene. Feels like he's reflecting from heaven or something about his life. Hmm. It just doesn't seem like his death is the focus of it, you know, when he, when he speaks about it. Whereas to me, that was always at the back of my mind the fact that he's for the die. entire movie, the fact that he was going to die. Okay. Hmm. I certainly felt... I certainly felt bad just because I knew that there had to be... It's a film, and one of the really annoying problems with the movie is that... And the movie, and definitely with serialised TV shows, like some of the ones that you're going to talk about, you know, the show must go on, tension must still be built, problems must still arise, and you can never really... Two characters can never really be happy, unless it's the end of a movie, you know? Because yeah. for it to be interesting, they stuff to further it. So, when I see stuff like... The guy, the camera guy, who's clearly had a, a crazy time of it, you like you've, you hear a little bit about his life, but not a huge amount, you know? 
Like you don't know exactly where he you was can, put. You can he was infer, put in some. You like, can infer a lot about his life he was put because in these some characters are all stereotypes yeah. by design. So you can infer a lot about what their lives would have been like yeah. and draw from your own experience and bring that to the characters to get to get a better understanding of them. But you know, like you're hearing about, oh, this is no torturous, my torturous suburban suburban life, right? <laughs> It's sort of nothing on, like, this guy who's been to some sort of, like, American horror show style, like, he's gone, to an, he's gone to an asylum that he may not, he probably shouldn't have got, had to have gone to. Well, he wouldn't have gone to an asylum. It's not, like it's a, not the 50s, like. No, but he went to, like, a, He was in a mental, a mental hospital for, for three years, probably children, for two years. Oh, two years, there you go. And, it, like, he by no means would have had a, had a mm. good childhood. He, no. His mother... She's got like, Alzheimer's or something like that, right? No, I think it was just she's like down bit downtrodden housewife type. I thing. don't think so. She forgets. She yeah, acts a lot like she has Alzheimer's. She yeah, she says stuff like you know, oh, I've got to make you lunch. You know, like she doesn't. It's a lot to me that uh, that could be a case. I'm not sure, but it, to me, it read more as like she is like just a feeding by a like battered woman syndrome type thing, like. Okay. Just so, her, her like crazy husband. Yeah. Either way, it's not is good. such the domineering, mm. um, personality that she's just yeah timid and stuff like that in that way. Well, I I thought it was interesting that like he ends up he starts a relationship with Kevin Spacey's daughter, mm. and that's all good. But I think the person that he is most animated with, and is seems Kev- like a normal guy, is, is Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Yeah. yeah. He was the best thing for that guy, yeah. that kid, which is so, it's kind of, that's the only part that I'm sad about. When I think about the characters, the, char- the only characters that I'm sad about, I'm sad about the kid, I'm sad for the kid, and I'm sad for his, I'm sad for his dad as well. Yeah. Um, just because it's like, him and Kevin Spacey, that's the only time when that character sounds like a normal guy. You know when he's talking yeah, to his girlfriend? He's-, he's still talking in that weird way, and he's still got, he still has to look at her through the camera. Yeah. Whether he's got no camera when he's talking to Kevin Spacey, he's just talking, he talks so, so... He's a lot more, it seems a lot more, their interaction is the most genuine in the whole film. Yeah. Because Kevin Spacey has this whole thing where he's going to say what he feels, and this kid just wants to say that and wants, and like, wants to talk about the fact that he's dealing drugs and he likes it, you know? Uh, My sort of feeling for that kid is that He'll be fine, no matter what. Like, he seems like a switched on enough yeah, guy that no, he, he is one of those people that will just be fine, so... Definitely. And he has gone through a lot of shitty stuff, which is bad, but he'll be fine. Yeah. No, I, 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 get, I get that, too. Um, he's already independent, really. Yeah, he's exactly. He's actually independent for a while, I yeah. imagine. So, he's cool, as long as he doesn't get caught busted on a drug charge. <laughs> <laughs> he's just totally cool. But he seems wily enough to get out of that. As well, probably, yeah, yeah. So I'm sad that he doesn't have Kevin Spacey anymore for those conversations mm. where he can be properly honest. Is there anything else you'd like to say about American? No, I, no. Not Do you really. want to tackle the overall message of the film? I think there are so many messages to this film. Me too. Well, well a good uh, way, right, a good okay, way is how, what how do you this? take away from this movie? Um, you personally, yeah. I think the main message for me is. The whole, like, don't just go through life in a sort of dreamlike state. Like, yeah. live, live, do more than what's just expected from you by society. Like, go or out. Or do and, less. 
Yeah, that's, well, I think like, just, just do what you want. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's the big message. Do what that you I want, take out of. and you know sometimes doing what you want can be hard. Yeah, and doing what you want always has restrictions. Um, but feeling what you want to feel and saying what you're thinking is costs nothing. Yeah, um, and it'll make you feel a lot better. That's what I take away. Yeah. You know, I like to um, buy an abandoned cinema. And make that my home. <laughs> Put in plumbing and stuff. I've yeah. had this fantasy for a while. I'm like, why has no millionaire done this? Um, I can't do that without money and all that sort of shit. But what I can say, what I can do is, uh, is say, uh, say something that's that's not what everyone in the in the conversation of the party agrees with. Or if I think someone someone's an asshole, I'll either be like, oh, you're kind of an asshole, or I'll just not not speak to them. Yeah, you know, like those decisions are ones that like people don't make enough. People end up talking to some dude they don't like at a party or for way too long or humoring someone or yeah, something don't, like that. Just just, just so don't they, do that. Yeah, it's not good. It's just fine. People will respect you a lot more for for not doing it. I think for the most part, my 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 reaction to doing that kind of thing has been overall overall positive. So that would be my take out message from this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's the homework movie. Yeah, that's the homework movie. It's taken a while, but um, you know it's been a bit of a slow week. I don't have, I don't have as much to talk about. Hmm. So, and we really wanted I really wanted to dive into that one because I thought it was a good it was a good good movie. Okay. Did you have any other movies you wanted to talk about? Um, you went into a Jungle Book. I wanted to briefly to speak to about Jungle Book because we do you have anything to add to what Chris said. Yeah. So, um, I gr- I agree with what Chris said. It's really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I wanted to talk about the fact that, like, uh, I'm sort of I like John Favreau. I've 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 liked John Favreau ever since he did uh, that series where he like has drinks with actors. It was super candid and like it was a whole like uh, fuck the industry kind of conversation, right? And you have that every week. Um, so I like I like that he's taken on the sort of directing job. I think that's where John Favreau should should stay. You know, he really. directed Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like it when he directs something, just yeah. because I know that he's <clears throat> he's a smart guy, and um, every time he's in a movie, he just ends up playing the, he just ends up typecast like underneath his pay grade. I think, like playing the fat best friend is not where John Favreau should be. You know. Yeah. Um. Oh, so yeah, I like that, and I went and just watched. I watched about three hours worth of making of stuff. Really? The Jungle Book? Yeah. yeah. So I want to talk about that. Okay. So instead of the movie, we know the movie. Yeah, we talked about that last about. week. So what I thought was really interesting is that there was so much time and thought put into this film. Um, it's the kind of movie where you either need to watch that after you've seen all this sort of stuff or heard about it or watch it again after you've you know seen all this sort of stuff. And, and check it out. There's so much going on. And I knew that because I'd, I'd, I'd seen all this making of stuff before. So first of all, kudos to that kid because it is a green screen the entire time. The kid is acting against... It's less than I thought. It's about like a 12 foot by 12 foot green screen thing. Yeah. And that's where the entire film takes place. Bloody hell. <laughs> it's like... It's, it's incredible that it's even passable, you know? Uh, and I thought it was pretty good. There were a few scenes that weren't so great, but I wouldn't have expected much more from an actor of his age. Um, 
And just the time and thought that was put into the characters as well. So what I'd, I'd like to say, if you watch this movie, pay attention to the fact that there's two things that John, that John Favreau had really had in mind with the, with the animals. And that yep. was, we can't make them smile. We're not going to give them human facial expressions. It's going to look weird and it's not going to be right. So even though they're having complex emotions and they're speaking, they behave like the animal. So yep. they studied each and every animal that they used. Yep. And each and every one of them has different versions of facial expressions like you know a dog is happy it's not going to smile but it's going to move its tail and jump around or like all this sort of stuff so for instance when a tiger attacks that is the facial expression that Shere Khan makes when he's angry yeah when he has it was an outburst you know it's not just a furrow brow you know it looks um like a tiger should look yeah and the other more interesting thing is that they model these characters like the character of these characters if that makes sense um on the animals. So the whole sort of mission statement was more like, forget about their forget about the fact that it's a jungle book. Yeah. Write these characters as if they were played by human people and these human people's, uh, their, their character should reflect the animal. Right. So an easy, like it's been a given example. The best example is Shere Khan, the tiger, right? It's played by Idris Elba. And, um, he, his personality, he is, he's written, he's, he's like the tiger. So his whole thing is that he, you, you know, if a tiger's hunting you, you never feel scared and you never see him or anything until he attacks. Yeah. And so he's the kind of guy where he's really quiet and very measured and then could just snap out of nowhere. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they kill off somebody that doesn't die. In the, in the cartoon. Ugh, you know, like... Spoilers. In a sort of, like, way where... It, even the music is done to do that. So, if you're watching a Shere Khan scene, the music will even lie to you. You know, if there's calm music playing, you know, like, that doesn't mean that nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he has this great way of, like... You know, he, like, lies down next to this dude. This character that I won't mention, you know, like, who... You know, he, like, flops down next to him. And he looks super, like, relaxed. And he's just, like, speaking. You know, and then... He's like, mm, I don't know, I don't know, and then he just, just like, just kills him. Him, kills him. Yeah, like, oh wow, it's it's like it, he's done very well like that, and then all the character, all the other characters have done and done really well like that as well. Yeah, cool. So, I, I it's definitely maybe worth watching. There is there's some great shots that uh, you should watch without watching, like after you've seen the movie and you, you you allow yourself to concentrate on what's happening in the story, and then allow yourself to pay attention to these shots because there's some really cool ones. Yeah. Um, there's some really cool things to note, like, you know how vultures, they, they, they circle dead things, but commonly vultures, if they see a, an, an animal that they think will kill something, they'll follow it. You know, vultures have been known to follow predators. Yeah. And Shere Khan's approach in his waterhole scene can actually, like, they cut to it, but they, like, it, like, you can actually see him coming for about 15 minutes, like, before he comes. Because um, in the sky, in the background, there are vultures, yeah. so, and they're getting closer and closer to as he gets closer and closer to the waterhole, which I thought was really nifty. Also, there's a shot where you it's a it's one shot. It never the camera never moves. It's just a shot of Mowgli in this grove in the deep jungle, and uh, and then Car starts speaking to him, right? Yeah. So the shot never changes. 
And when you look at it, you know, as it, it's really like they really thought about how you watch it as a moviegoer. Because I look at it, I'm looking at Mowgli, he's walking around and talking. And then you get lazy and you sort of lazily look around the, the scene. You know, you look at other things. Yeah. Because you haven't seen anything new. And you realize the entire time that you've seen this shot, Car has been fully in the frame. But you never see her. Like you have to, as you let yourself, you know, it's a while before you start looking around. And then you realize that, you know, there's a bit of her coiled around this tree and there's a bit of her on the ground there. And she's entirely in frame. Wow. You just seen, you haven't seen her the whole time. <laughs> I thought it was quite good too. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think it's, it's entirely worth watching. A lot of effort has been put into this movie that you may not notice first off. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, the movie, another movie that I wanted to talk about very briefly, mm. um, was not something that's worth seeing. <laughs> um, it's yeah. special correspondence, which this is This was like, a potential homework movie we decided against. Yeah. It. And I think it's a good thing that we did decide against it because it's absolute garbage. It's yeah. an, it's, um, it's a Netflix, Netflix original. original movie mm. written and directed by Ricky Gervais. It stars Ricky Gervais and Eric Banner, mm. who are like radio news people. And the whole conceit is that um, they are going to go to, I think it's it's like, I forget the name of the place, but it's like some um, South American country that's experiencing civil unrest and they can okay. go there and report on it. Yeah. But they miss the plane and decide, and decide oh, we, we can't just say we missed the plane. We've got to actually report on this. So they like make fake reports from like the coffee shop across the road from the radio station, <laughs> which is a pretty funny, like premise. Yeah, no, I'm but right. it's just executed incredibly poorly. Like okay. there is not one redeemable character. There's not one interesting character. Ricky Gervais is annoying. Ricky Gervais is like Ricky Gervais's character is like a downtrodden, nerdy. Uh. Um, like he he's like what I imagine Ricky Gervais thinks. Like, like, he's, he's like, into comic books and video games and stuff, and he's just so not genuine. It's an insulting yeah. stereotype. Yeah. Like, he, he's... It's what I imagine Ricky Gervais thinks people who like video, video games and okay. comic books are. Okay. So, he's, like... He's, like, typical sort of nerdy. He plays his PlayStation Vita in the <laughs> elevator when he's he... going up and down from work. Yeah. And he has, like, his... His um, action figures all displayed in like a yeah in like a shelf in his house and and he's just it, it, it it's that sort of um, Big Bang Theory thing of like he's into comic books and video games and stuff mm. but that's made to seem like really childish and stupid okay like it's sort of it, it's trying to be like oh he's a nerdy guy but he's going out and finding himself and that kind of the thing, thing but it's making fun of it's it's just people. making fun of that stereotype okay it's just lazy writing i think yeah i don't know like, that like he's trying to trying to be that character and appeal to to similar sort of people but it just comes across as insulting as someone who does like video games and yeah that kind of thing it just comes across as a bit insulting and it he's just not a redeemable character Mm. Eric Eric like, Banner's just as bad. Like Eric he's, Banana. Yeah, he's he's meant to be this like radio hotshot. Yeah, it's very clearly that. I can see that. You can get all of that from the from the picture. I think you should trailer. just watch the trailer. The trailer's kind of funny, and then just don't watch the movie because the movie's <laughs> like just full of stereotypes. Eric Banner is 
He doesn't go through any sort of character transformation whatsoever. Ricky Gervais is the only one who does that, but it's just not not even remotely good or funny. Ricky Gervais is a huge hit or miss character, like actor for me. Like sometimes he just pisses me off. Yeah, just annoying, and then sometimes he's funny. It's yeah, like I I think some of the stuff that he's done. Like, have you seen An Idiot Abroad? Uh, no, which was like him and um, Carl Pilkington and another uh, one of their mates, right? Yeah. And they did this, they did this like travel show where they sent Carl Pilkington to all these incredible places around the world. And he's like your typical English, just, just wants to sit at home with his cup of tea, never wants to go anywhere. And he just hates it and moans the entire time. That reminds me of see these incredible things. Yeah. There's a, there was an English, I was in Italy and there was an English guy who was very English with his family. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we swear in the show. Uh, we usually don't say this, but like, uh, this is in the context of like what it is, right? So I hear very clearly, right? Like him talking to his family. What do you mean you don't serve fucking chips? <laughs> <laughs> I came in on a plane, you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what he said. <laughs> wow, that's just awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. So Carl Pilkington is kind of like that, and that is a hilarious show because it's like. He's, it's a travel show. He's going to all these amazing places and experiencing all these amazing things, but he's just moaning and hating it the entire time. Yeah. And that's really funny. Yeah, okay. Um, but this movie just is not that. Okay. Like, the central idea of these guys who m- miss the plane and don't go to report on this big event, and but then pretend up. that they do. It sounds good to me. Like, it's a cool premise, but it's just executed really poorly. Okay. You just... None of the... There's not... And I think this is um, this is probably a pretty typical Ricky Gervais thing in that none of the characters are all that sympathetic. Okay. I don't know, but it's just it just it's just not funny, and it everybody's an asshole for no real particular okay. reason. It's and there's funny. meant to Everyone's be a big redemptive moment it. where like Ricky Gervais's character, his wife cheats on him, and he goes he actually they actually end up having to go to Bolivia or wherever they are oh, yeah. to report on the conflict. Like, so, so they're reporting on it and then they pretend that they get kidnapped by terrorists. See, that sounds fun to me. And so then they actually have to go to, and like, so then the US consulate's like, if you can escape or whatever, come to the consulate, we'll, we'll oh, help right. you and everything. So, they so they're like, to the well, to get out of this, we've got to go to the consulate. So they like go to people smugglers and travel across to... Where they get I, people smuggled over there. They get people smuggled over there <laughs> with nothing. They don't have like they they don't well, have like they backpacks can't. with supplies or anything. They're they just can't. they're just they're just no. But they 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 can they can be prepared. They like get dropped off in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> All they have is Ricky Gervais has got like a bag with like two hundred grand worth of cash, <laughs> American cash. Yeah. Eric Banner has nothing but a leather jacket and some sunnies and skinny jeans. Yeah. And they're walking through the forest trying to find the U.S. consulate, trying, trying to get to, like, the city so yeah. they can go to the U.S. consulate, and then they actually get captured by terrorists. It's just... That's kind of funny. It's just fucking... It's not funny. Really? It's just okay. fucking ridiculous. Okay. It's just a stupid movie. Don't watch it. Garbage movie. Don't watch it. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. 
As movies? That's, that's movies, I think. Um, in terms of television shows, I have been watching nothing new. I, I've been watching Archer still a little bit. Um, and I watched some upper middle class bogan, which is a <laughs> Australian trash TV show. <laughs> with, Do we need to talk about that? No. No? Apart okay. from the fact that, what's his face? Russell Coit's in it. <laughs> and if, you, if you're not Australian and you haven't discovered Russell Coit, you need to watch. There are some great. You, there's a lot of clips of Russell Coit on YouTube. Holy shit! It's YouTube. so good. I remember we we were watching that. We always watch that, like me, and my dad, and stuff. And there were some people. Do you want to explain what Russell Coit is? <sighs> so Russell, he's, he's a legend. <laughs> so Russell Coit is the show. Um, it's it's a character where it's also a show. Or is he yeah, but just, Russell Coit yeah, is so, the character. Yeah, and in the show, this uh, guy. This character called Russell Coit, uh, it, it, it was basically just making fun of all those, like, Australian shows that uh, were all the same. Yeah. All for this formula, and they talked about, like, explorers, or, like, you know, like, driving up this track. You know, oh, we stopped for a few cold ones, you know, like, and... We're going to live off the land, eat some witchetty grubs. Yeah, but it's, and, you know, they had the same soundtrack to every one of these shows, you yeah. know, it's like, and now, after he's driving for a while, we'll cut to this, like... It's like slow music of a bit like, of acoustic like a, guitar, yeah, yeah, and acoustic and some guitar and the shot of a you know like the bush, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this really does have like, in all, all honesty, I, uh, having watched a lot of those actual shows, it's it's so not that far off. But he's just a little bit, <laughs> he's just a little bit more. He's just taking the piss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. There's this the best one to watch is there's this movie called um, uh, there's like Aussie Adventures Celebrity. Advent, like uh, edition or something. Yeah. Where they take all these like fake celebrities, and it's like where Russell Russell Coit takes all these fake celebrities on this trip, and it it's 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 incredible. Like uh, there's a scene that I always remember is where he's like, ah, oh, see this little fella, he's not scary because they've been talking about spiders and stuff, and he pulls down this this leaf, you know, like bends it down. To see this green tree frog, <laughs> and everybody gets around him, and they're just like, "Oh, he's so beautiful!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we should leave him alone, and he just lets go of the leaf. So <laughs> he just flicks the green tree frog across, smack into the windscreen. <laughs> just kills. <laughs> oh, still the, the best. Yeah, so Russell Crowe is sort of your crocodile Dundee, Bush Tucker man. Yeah, type except character. he's just taking the piss out of it. He's yeah. super incompetent. Worth watching. Look up. There's some good YouTube. Fucking clips. great. Fucking great. Yeah, uh, and the guy, I, I can't remember his name, the guy guy plays Russell Coit is in this, yeah, along with a few other Australian actor. actors. He's been in a lot of Australian TV shows, like he was in Kath and Kim. Yeah. And Dave Thornton's really good in it. Um, yeah, he's good, just a good, fun Australian, 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 Australian. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not top quality. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched that and that's it. So. Yeah, so what I've watched since I've been sick, kind of all I've been able to do is just, like watch TV yeah. and sleep. And I've been watching... How I Met Your Mother again. Yeah. Because okay. it's all entirely on Netflix. And I got up to about season six, I think, and there's... From one? No, no, no. Not, not, not now, but like oh, when I... Right. I did originally watch it when it was first coming out, when it was new, when it was yeah, coming yeah. out. And it, it's a, uh, there's like nine seasons or something like that. Oh, Eight I should know. I can't remember. I've watched all of them. But I watched okay. up to like season six and then it's it started being real bad and I stopped watching it. Yeah? Yeah. But, um, There's definitely a bad point in there somewhere. Yeah, it just it just stops being like they just run out of stuff to do because it's it's got like two hundred episodes. Or something. To, to me, it really Smallville's. So when I, I'm a big fan of Smallville, I watched yeah. all of it. Um, 
And seasons one to eight are no joke. Pretty great. Uh, season nine, it gets really bad. <laughs> and what's interesting is, I think it's the same thing with How I Met Your Mother. Then season 10, which is the final season of Smallville, is great again. Yeah. I think it's just that renewed thing of like, when you'd be taking a show that long. And you want to keep it going. You, you, you need want, to you know, keep, keep it going. going and you, doing it. you keep when you running hit, out of ideas. When you hit that final season, suddenly so all the writers can do everything that they've wanted to do. Or like the yeah. inside jokes that they've been building up to exactly, like over you, the course of five years or whatever. You can finally find out finally... Who Bar- like what Barney does. Yeah. You know, like you can do those things. You can have Ted meet the mother. You can like... Yeah. So so for those who don't know How I Met Your Mother, it's like... For it's those a, who don't know. Yeah. It's like a... Si- it's it's sort of like the follow-up big successful sitcom to... To Friends. Friends. Yeah. Pretty similar sort of um, dynamic. It's five... Five friends, three yeah. dudes and two girls, whereas friends is three girls and three guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I reckon it's interesting that, like, I have this theory that, uh, uh, how much your mother, friends, and rules of engagement, uh, shows that are the same show, and <laughs> it's different times. <laughs> have you ever watched Rules of Engagement? I've watched an episode here or there. So I think not for ages. So that only went for a couple of seasons, didn't it? Yeah, I think no, I think it's, it's still going. No, is it? No, I don't know. Um, was that the? Is that the? It was. Um, uh, hmm. who, who's the? Who's the main guy in that? Oh, there's there's no main guy. It's like it's the same sort of dynamic. Uh, there's a uh, honey like a like an engaged couple, right? There's like the two old, like the older married couple they've been married for a while and they're sort of sick of each other and they're great. And then there's the and then Barney. there's like the, the Barney, right? But they're all older <laughs> and the Barney's called Russell. It's it's I think it's the same it's the same show. You start off with How I Met Your Mother, yeah, the youngest and my favorite out of the three, probably because I identify with that one more. Yeah, right. Then you move into Friends, which I kind of thought was I didn't really get into. It was a bit before our time. Yeah, but Friends is Friends is just How I Met Your Mother cast, but a little bit older. Yeah. And then... Uh, they're the same sort of age, aren't they? Like but it th- feels 30s. like they're doing older things. Right. Like, in How Much Your Mother, they're still trying to find their career. Yeah. Like, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, and this one, they have it. And they have their own places. And then, uh, in Rules of Engagement, it's like when they're really old. And Barney <laughs> has gone from, from that, like... Barney is he's had his inevitable arc where he ends up being Russell from Rules of Engagement, where, like, <laughs> he's still trying to be that guy, but he's, like, 40. Yeah. And he's still single, and he's just kind of sad and a bit slimy now. He doesn't have his good looks. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think I think it's great that way. And this is all, all the same show. Anyway. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother, I think, is, like, it is a pretty cleverly written show and it's not just a sort of typical sitcom at least initially for mm. the first couple of seasons it has oh, lots of great inside jokes and really clever things in the way it's framed and like the whole concept of like how i met your mother i imagine it will definitely grade on me like i've, I've like you don't even start to find out anything really about yeah. the mother for like six seasons if, which is ridiculous if you want to if you want to, if you're feeling slow and you want to, you, you want to stop, I would really suggest still skipping to the final season. Yeah. Because it's so satisfying to see those things come to fruition. It's like, mm. it's quite good. I, I really... Do it's you kind know, of one of the tough things about... Ends? No. Someone told you? No. No. Um, I really like the idea that the thing I've always maintained is this makes no sense. 
why? Why would he be telling them about? Yeah, the I monk, think right? I think initially it is a very interesting, like, framing device. But then yeah. the fact that it became it, it's sort of the reality of the American television, yeah. like twenty minute sitcom. The way that they're re- written and produced and stuff is you don't plan for more seasons. You kind of like want to yeah. get it through the pilot stage and then get a order for a season and if that's successful you do another season and yeah. then you just keep going until it stops being successful the thing is though um you so find, like you don't you, you don't plan out. you don't plan this big finite no. arc you don't plan it to be okay we just want this to be three seasons you, you say no we want this to go as long as we possibly yeah. can and you don't sort of plan for the future it's, this little bit it, once you get to the end you'll realize this little bit was planned the whole idea of like why he's sitting them down and doing this big talk, it is for a reason. Uh, yeah. Okay. It makes sense why he would just sit these them down he- at that part of their life <laughs> and just tell them this massive story that surely they probably would know already. Like, but also the fact the whole story would take yeah, like actually two hundred episodes, <laughs> twenty minutes each. Long time. Ridiculous. But yeah, the, there is a reason why why they're doing that, which upset a lot of people. But there is a reason that makes sense. Right. Okay. Well, that's. It probably wasn't planned that way from the start. I, I, I think with these these kind of things, some of the broad bones, like, the, thing, the things are planned from the start. You know, like, oh, we'll do this because of that. But they're not going to plan out, like, obviously the show just changes and evolves and yeah. and the ending must evolve with it. They might have a bit of an idea, but then that's a more fluid thing. I would say that this kind of thing was probably planned. It just seems like a little, little basic thing. Okay. I suppose when you have the whole conceit, you need to have a reason yeah. in your mind from for why it's happening. And this is the yeah. reason, yeah. So I'm glad well, you're enjoying it. I really enjoyed it. I, I'm a sucker for sort of shows that I can watch over and over again. Yeah. The I thing think- that you'll miss is the the memory. So for me, I watched How I Met Your Mother as it came out. Yeah. I, and that represents like nine years of your life. Yeah. It can be quite it can be quite emotional when one of those shows ends. Yeah. Even if it wasn't any good, you just think about um it's almost like, you know, when they say, like, if you smell a familiar smell, it can bring back a lot of memories. Mm. It was like that for me. Like, that when at the very end of Smallville, I'd been watching that since it came out from when I was still getting out of primary school. Right? So, like, friends had come and gone, things had happened in your life, and all through that, I was tuning in to watch an episode of Smallville. Yeah. And so, when it says, like, hey, remember when they were in high school... And like it was Chloe, Pete, and Clark. I'm like, oh, okay, and I remember that, and I remember I was like, twelve. Yeah. You know, I like remember being twelve and like waiting for the next episode to come out with my mate. It was, I don't know, those serialized things. They can really, you can really just get attached to them. I understand why people watch, keep watching. Yeah. Even through it, that it, terrible. Because the characters become so familiar and stuff. Yeah. I, and I was sort of, I was at that stage as well, but then I, I, it just got to the point where I just. I just was not enjoying watching it every week and I just got sick of it. Yeah. I think now the fact that it's all there on Netflix, I'll probably... I, I, I endeavour to, to watch it all. I was powered with How I Met Your Mother. I remember I was powered by the fact that one of our other friends is really a sucker for this kind of serialised stuff. Yeah. And um, like he was just so goddamn enthusiastic about it like that I just had That's to keep watching kept, kept so I going. could just keep the conversation going like yeah. nobody's talking about it. Yeah. He's the kind of guy who wants to see, you know, like, wants to see the characters in us. Mm. You know, like, who wants to, like, look at us and be like, oh, you're our Barney and you're our Ted, you know. 
mm. that kind of thing. And I think that's the thing about sitcoms is you do the characters are designed to be like a sort of represent all yeah. you'll, group f- dynamics. you'll find someone in here that you can relate to. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely uh, looking back on the show as a bit of an older person, like at the time, I thought, oh, they were all really funny. Isn't Barney great? That kind of Isn't thing. Barney great. Barney's pretty fucking despicable <laughs> as a character. <laughs> Yeah. Like just the yeah. objectification of women and that kind of thing is yeah. is pretty bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's the character, I suppose. That's the character. That's the beloved character. Yeah, dude. Yeah, who do you like? Come on, who's your favorite character in How I Met Your Mother? It's a conversation you have to have with everybody. I don't know. I would have to say, without a doubt, without a doubt, Lily is my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, Marshall's pretty good too. But I love Lily. I like Marshall. Yeah. Marshall's very like, Marshall's he's very great. good. Yeah, Marshall's great. I think he's, he's such a yeah. He's got a, he's got it going on. I I, I think it kind of if you'd asked me if you'd asked me like five or six years ago, it probably would have been Barney. But I I yeah. I no way would he be like he is one of the funnier funniest characters on the show. But just as a person, so bad yeah. by design. But but still, I, yeah, mm. I couldn't live with that being my favorite character. Maybe Marshall. Just Ooh, Ashley Rajesh. Rajesh is my favourite character. Ranjit. Rajit, sorry. Rajit. Hello. The <laughs> <laughs> limousine driver. <laughs> yeah. He's so good. What do you think about Robin? She's definitely the worst character. Um, yeah, I really want to say that she's not... She, she annoys... Like, she doesn't annoy me the most, but she does. She annoys me the most. Yeah. Robin. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Probably not Ted either, just because he's... I understand Ted. Yeah. Um, I think I think of the characters, you are probably most like Ted. Ted. Yeah. Oh, it's always you know you, you know what I think it's probably you're probably right just because it hurts me so much when you say. <laughs> I think those like finding out who you really are like. It's yeah. never who you pick. Yeah. Yeah. You like I reckon you like to think of yourself as a Barney, but you're more like Ted. Okay. Oh, devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Anyway, how long have we been recording for? I feel like I don't know. I want I want to call you Robin now, just to annoy you. <laughs> you know what? You're driven. <laughs> you're career kind of guy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Seems I'm like not- Robin. To me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Okay, video games. Right, yeah, that's it for TV shows. Yeah, sitcoms are fun. Sitcoms are fun. Yeah. Um. So, with video games this week, as you can tell from the timestamp, um, it's not going to be very. It's not going to be very long. No, we, we, we don't we, have that much to say. We haven't played all that much new stuff. I, although, I haven't really haven't played anything new. Yeah, um, I've played two new games on iOS, but they're well, not new. They were games I had. I like. It was one of those things where I got a new phone. I didn't. I forgot about all the apps. So I went through all the apps that I downloaded ages ago. Yeah, and then I, I went through this spate of like downloading a bunch of like t- spoof games. They were quite good. There's one called Colossatron Massive World Threat, where you play. That sounds just yeah, it's top quality. It's actually really, really I'm good. I'm sure it probably tells a really in-depth story. No. <laughs> You're a giant mechanical monster, and there's like an army colonel and a news reporter are like, we got to stop him, and you got to destroy Tokyo as like, quickly as you can. <laughs> um, and then there's, uh, yeah, there was like just games where you played the bad guy. Yeah. I like those. So there was that one that was one where like, it's called Castle Doom Bad, and you just... <laughs> You just play this, like, you know, evil lord. 
and you like set up your dungeon so that they can't steal. You basically you have to make sure that they don't steal the, uh, the like the damsel in distress. You so you are like the Dark Souls boss. Well, it, no, essentially, you, you, it's a tower defense game. Oh, okay. Where like they you lose if they reach the the kidnapped princess. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Bowser. Yeah, you're Bowser. Or Donkey Kong. Bowser is a very good one. Like, you're, you're Bowser. And, and you're enjoying them? Yeah, I'd recommend both of those. They're quite old, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Dark Souls Watch. Dark Souls Watch. It's still fucking great. Um, I finished the game. Yep, and now we're playing through it together. We're yeah, to- like we actually did some co-op and some PvPing, which is something I've never done before in a Dark Souls game, but which amazes me. really fun. It's like the bigger part for me, especially like, helping people. I can't believe yeah. you've done that. That's how I get all my soul. I beat a boss, and then the way that I beat a boss, it, like, like, you know, using, like I dodge through everything. If I'm low level, I just stubbornly learn. Uh, yeah, I just, it, uh, and I'm the same way. I just every time wanted to do it myself. It means that you're not you, with you're summons ten, and stuff. Ten times better than the average helper. Yeah. So like you, you can be a really good helper because you can just get up in this face, you know, and tank, tank the boss and help. Mm. I love doing that. Spend hours just like putting my sign down in front of the boss room, especially when the game is so fresh. Yeah, and there's lots of people playing. Yeah, so I really enjoy that. And yeah, PvP. And we, we PvP'd each other. Yeah. We had a gentlemanly duel. Oh, yeah, for anybody we, we who's invented, Dark Souls. We invented this cool thing where we had like... You, it's better if you have a weapon that... If you have a weapon that both of you can't wield. Yeah. That's the idea. Like, <laughs> you get a big weapon that both of you can't wield, and then you have a gentlemanly like slap off essentially where... It's a parry off. We take it in turns to do a hit yeah, so and try and parry it. One man swings at each other and then the other man waits and then swings at, you, at the other guy. And the only way that you can really hurt them is by parrying them. Yeah. So you just got to have this gentlemanly <laughs> parry off. <laughs> Oodles are fun. Yeah, great fun. Yeah. But that, that's that's it with Dark Souls. Yeah. Don't want to talk about it for too long. Um, played it, uh, both played a bit of Hearthstone. That's really good fun. I like the new yeah. meta. Uh, it's evolving very quickly because of the new sets and like... Decks that were really good are only good for like a couple of days, and then the meta revolves around it, which yeah. I think is really fun. I think that's really good too. I uh, um, I think there are a lot of there are a lot of decks that you can build that are before the new set. Yeah, and are still really good, which is a little worrying for me. Really? Yeah. Like I played. I I when I first got into the season, I was like, okay, I'll, I just I just I didn't have any new Cthulhu cards. Oh, a new. I say Cthulhu because like a lot of Cthulhu. I didn't do a new um. Uh, Whispers of the Elders. Whispers of the Elders. Cards. And so, I was like, oh, okay, I'll just pick this deck. And I had this priest deck. My, like, it's a little, my, my weird little priest deck. It's a little different. Um, and it converted to standard, like, fine. There was no cards in it that were banned. Yeah. So, I just played that. And, like, I just, like, had, like, seven straight wins. I just never lost the game. Hmm. It seemed really, really good. And... Um, I found that for a number of other decks. Like, I just I slightly changed my control warrior. He did fine. I had new, no new cards. You know, like... So, there's... there's Whereas, that. I've had a... I, I'm not big into sort of making my own decks. Like, I net deck a lot and then change a little bit if I don't have cards or if I'm... Yeah. Like, adjust the deck if I'm finding I'm coming up against a lot of... A certain kind of deck. Mm. Um, and I've certainly found that sort of first couple of days I was playing all the sort of theory crafted decks that that had been put together before the expansion came out. And then I I found one that was doing really well, which was like a evolve um, shaman. And then after about a week that was no longer doing, that was just getting wrecked. Like, so every week I've had to be constantly updating and finding new decks and stuff because it's all, the meta is evolving so quickly 
that no one thing is being really consistently super successful, which I really, which I think is really fun. Yeah. And it's good for the game. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying not to be a stick in the mud because I, I think if I just don't... Like, I've been doing so well, but just ignoring the fact that there's a new set. Mm. Like, I've been doing quite fine that way. No, I like, I like playing yeah, all the I new know. cards and that kind of thing. I know. But usually, you'd want a new set to define the meta. Like, you yeah. want to get yeah, those you cards. want that, which it, I think it very much is in this case. Yeah. There's yeah. lots of new cards. I'll still be playing my... my uh, Basic Priest, priest. <laughs> which is super fun, it's super weird. I think it's only doing well because it's it was such a weird deck. Like it was a deck that I sort of wanted to wanted to use, and I, I never came across any like the mirror. Mm. And I think that's why she's doing well because it's, it's not. Yeah, those, it's not, it's not, a, not, me- it's not a meta deck. Yeah, and it is like does it- really well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, injured Cavalier, like a lot of value from healing. Yeah. Weird deck, like runs two flash fields, like two circuits of healing, like a bunch of weird healing cards, um, and has no, it has a lot of top end control, but like no top end win conditions. It's just yeah. like, it's just a fatigue. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's just interesting, weird, weird fatigue deck. Where sometimes I can just play like two, two injured cavaliers, heal them both up. It just instantly, like, but that's the game. I'll go, go good value. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, the meta has definitely slowed down, which I like. There are some aggro decks, but they're certainly a they're, lot less they're consistent. They're not like the Acidine aggro decks from before. They never yeah. let them kill as quick. Yeah, definitely. Which is good. Like, getting to turn 10 and being able to play a Nizoth or Cthulhu mm. is a very common thing. Yeah. So, like, sort of, it, it, I am much more enjoying playing, like, the sort of mid-range decks, but the control decks are certainly very, very viable as well. And the aggro decks are a lot less so, just because there aren't as many good aggro cards. Yeah, really. I think it's right. Yeah. Anyway, that that's Hearthstone. That's Hearthstone. That's kind of it for video games. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So Uncharted is coming out this week. I'll probably pick it up, but I do have a lot of uni work, so I don't know yeah. if I get to play it. But I'm pretty excited about it. So homework, homework movie, homework before movie we, before we leave. So uh, yeah, just to wrap up, homework movie this for the coming week. Um, I'd like to do a movie called Inherent Vice, which is uh, stars Joaquin Phoenix. It's sort of another noir thriller type thing, but it's a bit more, um, bit more sort of dreamy and weird. It's about this like pot smoking investigator yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. It's like and a bit more Big Lebowski. Yeah. A bit more Big Lebowski, but nowhere near as ridiculous. Okay. Like it, yeah. good, sort of fun, cool. There are some great characters in it. Okay. Another noir type movie. So yeah. What, what is it called again? Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. I've got to search this in Netflix. Though. Yeah, it's on Netflix. On Netflix as always, yeah. Yeah, so watch that for this week. Okay. I'm a fan of Joaquin. If Joaquin. He's in, if he's in there, I reckon... I don't think I've been let down by Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a movie. It's a bit of a... Watch. It's a pretty different... Oh, it's probably the most similar to his performance in Her. Okay. But it's even, but it's even more like laid back type thing. Okay. Um, and he has some incredible sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> which is what you want yeah, yeah. okay alright yeah so fun. that's that was episode 11 guys we're back to normal yeah um, but uh, we've been thinking about like bringing if, if, someone someone please talk to me someone let us know <laughs> either way I'd love, love to hear your voice <laughs> or read your words someone someone let us like, know like the Facebook page yeah facebook.com slash a beer with Sam Peter someone let us know what you, what you thought of us having a guest on 
because uh, we can certainly have uh, have another guest on if you liked Chris, say so. If you didn't like Chris, please say so. It'd be pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, we can definitely bring bring other people back. I really enjoyed it just because I was a bit more. I, I could I could actually uh, just sit back and be a, a listener for a while. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It was good fun. Yeah. So it's something we'll definitely be looking to do a bit more of in the in the next 10 episodes. Exactly. And we, we our plan isn't to rub it down in gym. <laughs> next week, we will be drinking beer again. Yes. So coffee this week, but that's just because I've got the flu. Yeah. Hopefully, I won't have the flu again next week. And we'll be back into the brews. All right. Back into the brews. Yes. All right. All right. That's it. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Oh, God. <laughs>